Support for the MPTE Clinical Files comes from the PT Hustle. Have you failed the MPTE more than once and are you a bad test taker? The PT Hustle is the leading NPTE preparation company that specializes in one-on-one -on -one coaching for physical therapists who have failed the MPTE. The PT Hustle focuses on helping students figure out why they are failing and then work with each student one-on-one, -on -one, week by week, to achieve a passing score fast. So forget about the constant frustration of not being able to get over a 600. Sign up for your first evaluation today to finally figure out why you are not passing. Sign up at www.thepthustle.com. Again, that is www.thepthustle.com. The PT Hustle. Identify. Execute. Dominate. The MPTE Clinical Files is intended to be used as a learning resource for unlicensed physical therapists preparing for the National Physical Therapy Examination. The MPTE Clinical Files is intended literally for entertainment and educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based on only one source. Therefore, this podcast should not be used as the sole source of personal, clinical, legal, or medical advice. While care has been taken to ensure the accuracy of all answers and rationales, on a rare occasion, mistakes and factual errors can be present, as we are only human. From the creator of the PT Hustle, this is MPTE Clinical Files, one mock MPTE-based question told and solved week by week. Thank you for tuning in to the MPT Clinical Files. My name is Kyle Rice, the MPT Prep Coach, the founder of the PT Hustle, and the creator of the MPTE Prep Success Course 2.0. If you haven't already joined the free Facebook group called Smart NPTE Prep, you need to do so today. Each and every week, we go through tips, tricks, and strategies to boost your MPTE score and improve your MPTE preparation. So join Smart NPTE Prep, and I will get you in. All right, so for our next MPT clinical file, we have our patient named Trevor. And Trevor is a 19-year-old male who suffered a traumatic brain injury, or TBI, during a diving incident at the pool. The patient is categorized as a level 4 on the Ranchos Los Amigos scale. The therapist wishes to decrease the risk of inadvertently increasing the patient's level of confusion during treatment. Which of the following actions would be the least appropriate to reduce this patient's level of confusion. So we have A, conduct therapy at the same time each day. B, give control to the patient by phrasing questions as, would you rather play ball or take a walk? C, establish a daily routine. And D, educate on the use of memory aids such as a calendar. All right, so for this specific case, we have our patient named Trevor, 19-year-old male. Now he has a TBI from a diving incident at the pool. Okay, all that makes sense. As we move down the question, though, it says that the patient is categorized as a level four on the Ranchos Los Amigos scale. And so we have to have an understanding of what that Ranchos Los Amigos level of cognitive functioning really is. And that is a framework that range from level one to level eight. And that's what you need to know for the MPTE. And these are stages of recovery. A level one is known as the no response level. And that's where the patient's in a deep sleep and they are completely unresponsive to any stimuli. Now, these levels go all the way up to eight, which is purposeful and appropriate behavior. When you're at a level eight, the patient is able to recall and integrate past and recent events 
and then also respond appropriately to their environment. One of the major milestones of making it to a level eight is the patient's ability to learn new skills and be able to do those skills without any supervision. But that's not what the question says. The question says that the patient is at a level four on the Rancho Los Amigos. And so a level four is categorized as someone who is confused and agitated, all right? This is a person that is in a heightened state of activity. The behavior is bizarre and non-purposeful. They may be incoherent in their speech as well. So this is really defining, describing what type of situation that we are presented with now. So as we continue down the question, it says that the therapist wishes to decrease the risk of inadvertently increasing the patient's level of confusion during treatment. And so which of the following actions would be the least appropriate to reduce this patient's confusion? All right, so let's think about that for a moment. We have to understand what factors influence confusion first before we start dissecting these answer choices. And I'm going to give you those three major factors right now. Number one, increasing environmental variables such as, you know, changing up the number of people that are coming into the room, changing up any of the noise or the lighting, or maybe even the organization of the items that are in the patient's room. These are all increasing the environmental variables and therefore have a higher chance of increasing the patient's confusion level. Let's go to number two. Number two is increasing the number of commands that we're giving the patient. We're all familiar with the one-step commands, two-step commands, multi-step. Well, as we increase the number of commands that we're giving to the patient, well, there's an increased risk of confusion. And number three is the increase in the complexity of the task that we're given to the patient. So depending on the complexity of that task, the higher the complexity, the greater the risk for confusion. So now you know the three major factors that influence confusion, and now we can start dissecting these answer choices. We look at A, and A says conduct therapy at the same time each day. Now, one of the major principles that we need to follow, especially with a patient who is at a level four TBI, we need to be consistent and maintain a high level of consistency. And I mean, utilizing the same therapist at the same time per day in the same place, you know, trying to be as consistent as possible. And the reason why that's so important is because that when we are consistent, we decrease the level of variables. We decrease the number of variables and therefore we decrease the level of confusion. All right, and so A is a really good answer. More than likely not the one that's actually gonna be the answer to this question. So we'll go ahead and eliminate that one. Let's look at B. B says, give control to the patient by phrasing questions as, would you rather play ball or take a walk? Now, when you give a patient any level of control, you may feel like that would increase the patient's level of confusion. However, if you give the patient a closed-ended question that's both safe and appropriate, well, that's appropriate for a level four. Patients who are at a level four, again, remember that they're both confused and agitated. One thing that really makes a person even more agitated is feeling like they are out of control of their situation. And so it's really important for us to start giving them that control in our level four or level five and level six of the Rancho Los Amigos, showing them that they have somewhat control of their situation as long as we're still being safe, we're still being appropriate. All right, so when you're really thinking about giving control, as long as we're talking about a closed-ended question, something similar to, would you rather play ball or take a walk? That's appropriate. Now, if I ask the patient, 
well, what would you like to do today? That is gonna violate one of our major factors that affect confusion, which is increasing the number of variables. The patient is gonna have to choose between an endless list of possibilities and therefore that increases the level of confusion. So B is a good answer. We're giving control to the patient, close-ended, safe and appropriate. So we're not gonna eliminate B just yet. Let's take a look at C and D. So C says establish a daily routine. Now this is very similar to A, which is conduct therapy at the same time each day because when we're establishing a daily routine, what are we doing? We're establishing consistency, right? We're decreasing the number of variables that the patient is exposed to therefore decreasing the level of confusion. C is a really good answer and it fits right along with A. So we're gonna go ahead and eliminate C. And lastly, D, it says educate on the use of memory aids such as a calendar. Now, when we're educating on the use of a calendar, we're educating on this new skill. We're trying to teach the patient a new skill. And this is not really appropriate for someone who's at a level four Rancho Los Amigos. And the reason being is that they don't have much carryover from one moment to the next. They may not remember that calendar the night after or even the day after the appointment, all right? And so because they don't have much carryover, right now is not the best time to start implementing the development of this calendar. Now, if we're establishing the calendar for them, that is a totally different situation. However, educating them on it, you have to understand that developing a calendar is a series of steps, a series of commands. You have to be forward thinking when you're developing a calendar, thinking into the future. All these are complex tasks that will increase the risk of confusing the patient. All right, and so when we look at all of our answer choices and we look at the actual question itself, which says, which of the following actions would be the least appropriate to reduce the patient's level of confusion? Well, A, B, and C would all help with decreasing the patient's level of confusion, but D, D is the one that's actually gonna increase the patient's level of confusion. D is the correct answer. If you got this answer correct, congratulations. If you didn't, you learned a lot about Rancho Los Amigos scale. You learned a lot about level four on that scale and how to treat it appropriately. Listen, I don't want you to stop there. I always want you to take yourself to the next level by asking yourself, well, what if this said level three or level seven? What would my initial focus of my plan of care be? How would I treat this patient different than another level on the Rancho Los Amigos scale? Continue to challenge yourself each and every day by switching up your questions so that you're prepared for any MPTE curveballs that are out there. As always, keep learning, stay committed. I'll see you on the next one. Thank you for tuning in to the MPTE Clinical Files. Support for the MPTE Clinical Files is provided by the PT Hustle. Have you failed the MPTE? What are you going to do differently this time to get a different result? You should try one-on-one -on -one coaching in order to get you the direction and structure that you need to be successful. Stop guessing whether you're going to pass on your next attempt. Sign up for an in-depth MPTE evaluation today to figure out the quickest way to passing the boards. Sign up at thepthustle.com forward slash services. Again, that is thepthustle.com forward slash services.